As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now. And what's up, Obscurians? It's time once again for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media. Then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and with me, he's the fourth member of Pro Stars who represented professional wrestling, but it was kicked out because he was using roids. <laughs> it's uh yeah hell how are you doing steven oh man i i'm jacked for the super bowl Urgh, how about yourself oh i i i bet steve i know what a what a sports fanatic you are oh yes i uh, I'm, a, I'm a sports geek but for some reason they're not called that they're just called as you said fans super fans right 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 for some reason sure sure if you're obsessed sure, with sports sure. you're not a geek you're a super fan but if you're obsessed with like comics or like star trek like yourself we're just big big old geeky nerds right <laughs> yeah apparently that's the way the ball rolls yeah. Are you <laughs> in your game of choice I don't wow know. <laughs> someone's uh, someone's dialogue was written by uh, the writer of pro stars here i see which is basically nothing but 22 minutes of sports puns terrible terrible sports puns yeah yeah the, the, the... <laughs> <laughs> the dialogue is questionable in, in several ways, as we'll get to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in case you can't read a thumbnail or a title, we are uh, covering Pro Stars today, a 90s cartoon, which you can go watch on YouTube right now. There'll be a link uh, in the description. Uh, yeah, apparently, for some reason, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, and Bo Jackson teamed up uh, I mean, I would say it's like fight crime, but they, you know, their motto is pro stars helps kids like that's it. So if I'm an adult and I'm like being murdered on the side of the road and the pro stars are walking by, like, what are they going to do? You hell, what are they going to do? <laughs> I apparently they're going to uh, attack your uh, attacker <laughs> with uh, weapons made by a kind of racist uh, Jewish stereotype, as we'll get to. Yes, we will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's actually... I, I, can, I can see why Michael Jordan uh, is only in five episodes, appearing as himself. Right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because there, there is a live-action component to this mm -hmm. where, you know, we see, at least in our episode, it was only Bo Jackson and Wayne Gretzky that we, that we got to see in the live-action uh, interview segments for themselves. They're they're confessionals, if you will. Because uh, <laughs> like I, I, Gretzky had a confessional in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, for a second he thought he was at therapy. Yeah, yeah, he just uh, broke down. Now I, I don't know anything about Wayne Gretzky other than he's uh, you know considered like the greatest hockey player of all time. Is uh, he's Canadian, right? You pretty much have to be to be good at hockey. Uh, yeah, I believe he's Canadian. Yeah, he was just remembering the time uh, he accidentally he got drunk and ended up at the heart dungeon, and Stu Hart stretched him. <laughs> that's that's what's going on. <laughs> I I did read an article where and uh, <laughs> basically it was an article about uh, the the show 
but they interviewed, I guess, like somebody that knew Gretzky played with him or something. And they were like, oh, yeah, that show was ridiculous. Wayne Gretzky's not funny in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so they, you're telling me that according to this article, they gave uh, more personality to Wayne Gretzky in this cartoon than the actual Wayne Gretzky in real life. I mean, I, I believe it, uh, as we'll discuss in when we get to their interviews mm. segments. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I can see that, sadly. I, I mean, because, I mean, you know, professional sports players, aren't, they aren't exactly known, at least as uh, being very, uh, I don't know, lively on the mic, you know. <laughs> they're, they're... Well, I mean, it, it, it depends. I mean, Bo was certainly more charismatic than Wayne, sure. and, uh, you know, you've got... Terry Crews. I mean, that guy's oozing charisma. Right, right, right. Uh, mm. Deion Sanders, you know. <laughs> William the Refrigerator Perry was made into a G.I. Sure. Joe. <laughs> oh, is it, the, the, yeah, and the, the guy that wrestled Bam Bam, Lawrence Taylor. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm so... not saying, uh, I would say generally, they're, uh, you know, usually when they're interviewed after the game, it's uh, it's not the best. Um, so, but, I mean, I just think it's hilarious. I mean, I guess it makes sense for the 90s where a couple of uh, you know studio execs were just like, hey, these guys, these popular guys, they need a cartoon. <laughs> but, I, yeah. but I mean, at least you can throw, you know, professional voice actors uh, out, you know, as uh, doing the, their, their voices uh, instead of having them do right. it. Right. They, 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 they do not voice, uh, and they being, you know, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, and um, Bo Jackson, mm -hmm. they, do not, they do not voice themselves in the uh, cartoons. We can just refer to them as the holy trinity of sports at, uh, at this point. Sure, sure, uh, before sure. Before we get into pro stars, though, uh, in case anyone can't figure out at the, the taping of this, it's uh, the Super Bowl. The taping, the taping of this. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's what they say in the biz if this was like the 90s. Uh, but, uh, but no, it's Super Bowl Sunday, and so yes, this is obviously, uh, I picked this show specifically to tie in with the Super Bowl, whatever, just for fun. We were going to get to Super Pro, or Super... You're a fanatic, Steve. You're a sports fanatic. fanatic. You don't have to make excuses. <laughs> Everybody gets it, man. I mean, I, I wish I was. I, I feel like I'd be able to fit into American society uh, a lot better if I actually cared. Steve, you're your own touchdown. <laughs> Is that, is that going to be on the Valentine that you're going to send me uh, coming up? Because <laughs> that's uh, that's the next No Fear shirt. Uh, uh, be your own be touchdown. Your own, oh, no damn, that's pretty good, actually. Uh, I mean, I I feel like when we finally do uh, some serious merchandising for this show, we're just going to have our own knockoff No Fear shirts. So you make sure you write down. Yeah, this stuff. yeah. It's not going to be No Fear in life. In life, there are no end zones. Like, just something that sounds yeah. deep, but it's really not tied to sports. Now. Instead of no fear, it's obscurity now. Uh, uh, we we, we, we got to have some of fear. We'll, 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 we'll workshop this, because I feel like we need... We'll spell no fear wrong, and that way we won't get sued. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll, that'll work. Hey, that's, <laughs> all right, but anyway. that's how Vince McMahon gets around all those, uh, you know, wrestlers' names. I mean, Kane, K-A-N-E, come on, come on. But, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to know, have you ever cared about the, the Super Bowl? Do you have any memories of going to Super Bowl parties? Or have you ever cared about professional American football in general? I did have a season of the Bucks, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that I, like, tried and, you know, to, like, get into it or whatever. <laughs> That's so funny. It's like, well, I, I experimented with gay sex once, but I just didn't like it. <laughs> I just had to find out, you know. Right. Um, 
And uh, it was, uh, you, you know, the, if the games were like an hour long, maybe it'd be worth it. but it's a big time sink, man. Oh, sure. Um, but yeah, I, I just couldn't really, really get into it. And funny enough, so at that time, the Bucks were notorious for like being a terrible team. And I happened to try watching an entire season. I mean, I did watch the entire season. Uh, the year before they got good and went to the Super Bowl. Mm, I remember <laughs> I was uh, still living in Tampa when they won the Super Bowl. Uh, it was uh, pretty crazy. when they, There were a bunch of idiots running out in the street and their boxers. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah. stupid. stupid. As if though they had accomplished something. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I was raised to like and participate in football. Um and uh, I actually played on like some, I don't know, rec leagues or something. Ugh, I mean, I mean, I don't know why anyone would want to play football out in the hot Florida sun, uh, but they do. They do. And uh, uh, well, you play for the CTE, the, you know, the what the CTE. What, what is that? It's, good. <laughs> it's a uh, disease you get from concussions. Oh, oh right. Of course. <laughs> oh, I, I was thinking of something. I, else. I see you've played for the CTE. You huh? see, so you prove my that? point. <laughs> C, CTM, I love got, country television music. <laughs> yeah, you, you got one too many pre-puberty concussions playing uh, peewee football or something. Right. Uh, but uh, but no, I don't know. And then Super Bowl would come around. We'd go over to someone's house and watch for a Super Bowl party, and they were fine. I would sure. just hang out with other kids, and and then there uh, and then I don't know. Much like kind of like with religion, I just realized that. The team winning or losing. Was it real? Well, no, not that it wasn't real, but it just didn't <laughs> affect my life in any way, basically. Like I uh, like I tried caring, and then people would either win or lose, and I'm like, oh, this doesn't – I still have to go to school tomorrow. This this sucks. Like it's uh, – Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not really – you know, I've been to a few Super Bowl parties. Uh, I'm also, you know, not into sports or whatever. But I've been to a few that have been, like, fun where they, they would do stuff like either, you know, uh, you, you know, you pick a team and – if the other team scores a touchdown, you have to take a shot, mm, you know, sure. or an excuse uh, to drink. if your team mm. gets your first down, you get like, I don't know, a cupcake, you know, that they do stupid shit like that right. to make it fun or whatever. But, uh, I mean, you can do that with the Royal Rumble, baby. You don't have to do that with uh, the Super Bowl. Nice. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, uh, and yeah, just like with you, when, I mean, when we first moved to Tampa, Tampa was still wearing like the hot pink uniform with that, uh, buccaneer bruce guy on it and it was like 20 bucks to go see uh, orange you orange mean. yeah yeah whatever uh the neon it's a little different <laughs> uh but yeah so that it was like nickelodeon orange with like a dark orange almost red stripe yes uh but yeah that was my like first uh pro football uh, viewing uh, irl and um I got to go to the new stadium at one point. Like, I don't know. It's just something to do. Like, I didn't hate it, but there's no. It's I'm, it's a, it's okay in person. But again, it's just too long. Right. It just takes too uh, long. Someone, um, before we moved away from uh, Tampa permanently, someone gave us their, like, reserve seats. And Sandy and I went. And we left at halftime. Uh, it, it was fine. Um, but, uh but who wants to talk about real sports when we've got the pro stars to talk about? Uh, you ready to Indeed. dive into pro stars? Uh, yes, I am. All right, let's do this. Welcome to your feature presentation.
Alrighty. All right. So Pro Stars and uh, basically the synopsis for it is uh, three of the most famous sports stars of the day. Basketball star Michael Jordan, hockey star Wayne Gretzky, and it's weird. In the IMDb, it says baseball star Bo Jackson. They didn't mention that he was also a football star. Team up to respond to emergencies around the world. Uh, and I'd be interested to see, because, uh, I mean, uh, I guess we didn't actually talk about the show and our history with it. But I mean, this is the only full episode I saw all the way through. But I wonder if you get to, like, episode 10, if they're, like, going to Egypt and they're, like, doing sports moves off the pyramids or... I don't know if they go to like <laughs> Easter Island and Bo Jackson has to like, you know, body check one of those weird head things. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, here they just, I mean, they're, they're, I'm sure they do stuff like that, especially with the nineties. There's, there's almost, they almost have to go to Egypt at some point. <laughs> right. Of course. Uh, so this is a 13 episodes, uh, one season long. <laughs> that's probably for, uh, that's probably a good thing. And uh, this is a season one, episode one, The Slugger Returns, which I always think it's weird if you have a word like returns in your first episode ever, because it makes it sound like there were other episodes for someone to leave and we were waiting for them to return. Mm -hmm. Did you get that? I can see that. And uh, it premiered September 14th, 1991. And here's a synopsis for the episode. Uh, The pro stars arrive at a sports museum to help a boy find his missing father, a famous athlete called Slugger Hanks, only to face Clockwork De La Rong, a mad supervillain obsessed with destroying Major League Baseball who's taken over the museum with his futuristic tech that brings inanimate objects to life. Uh, before I go any deeper, have you ever seen an episode of Pro Stars in your life? Uh, no. I vaguely remember it uh, existing, but no, I, I never saw this. And I, I guess I would have been the right age for this because this came out in uh, 91, right? Yeah. Um, but no. Uh, but again, even as a kid, I mean, I wasn't really that into sports. Uh, w- with the exception of I would watch a little basketball here and there. Um, and, you know, at the time, like Jordan and the Bulls like were like ubiquitous, you know, like it was impossible to escape um, <laughs> them. Um, but yeah, I didn't really, I, I know I never watched it before. That's for sure. Yeah. I remember like maybe while waiting for something else to come on, I caught maybe like five, 10 minutes of it. And I saw like Wayne Gretzky with his, and a robotic like hockey stick that shot out pucks that he could like hit at criminals. And even then I was like, no, thank you. This looks stupid. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I think. By the time we're done going through all the notes, I think you hell that I'm still gonna think that way. But uh, but we'll see. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. I'm shocked, Steven. Re- Just re- uh, absolutely shocked. Yeah. Okay, so this was uh, directed by, and I'm just gonna go ahead and say like they've got some cartoon veterans on this show, which uh, really sort of puzzles me because of. Uh, I'm just going to say it because of how bad it is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I know. I know your mouth is agape uh, in case people aren't watching. Yeah, he just got the vapors, ladies and gentlemen, and clutched his pearls. <laughs> but anyway, this is directed by Michael Maliani, and he has worked on such classic shows as Mask, Captain M, and The Game Master, which we have to cover someday. 
Uh, also, have to put on the list Hammerman. Do you remember Hammerman? Is that the M- that's not the MC Hammer that's cartoon? It. Is it? Yep, you got it. Yeah, got yeah. It. I've I've watched. I remember watching a few episodes of that. Not not so much because I wanted to, <laughs> but uh, I had a friend uh, who liked it. Um, <laughs> Are you still friends with that friend? <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't like get into a fight with him if I saw him. You know, we, I'd be friendly, but um, no, no, he, he was a good guy. He was a good friend. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm not saying that the reason why I got laid before him <laughs> is because he was a fan of the MC Hammer cartoon. But I don't think we could ignore the possibility. You know, right. we doing the study uh, into sure, this. Sure, sure, of course. Uh, and there is one last thing that uh, at least I found interesting that he worked on called uh, Inspector Gadget's Last Case. Like, I never knew there was a last case for Inspector Gadget. Um, we might have to. Well, everyone's got to die sometime. <gasps> but, but, but isn't he like a robot? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Only part robot, Steve. And hey, you can turn off a machine. <laughs> Inspector Gadget's all man where it counts. Uh, so this was written, and I use the word uh, written in quotations here, by one uh, Douglas Booth, uh, and uh, he, man, this guy had a. Did you look into? Did you look into this guy by any chance? Yeah, yeah, I did, and saw all the classic okay. shows okay. that he worked on. Um, oh, I, I mean, like his background—he has like royal blood, and he's like a sir, and all this. That stuff. wasn't in the IMDb that I saw. Uh, no, it was in his uh, wiki. Uh, he's a uh, obviously a descendant of John Wilkes Booth, which totally makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I was going to make that joke. <laughs> no, he's like a British descendant. Mm, well, uh, I guess that explains why he got to work on so many great shows, um, you know, because some nepotism, I guess. But anyway, Douglas Booth, he worked on the original He-Man, G.I. Joe, TMNT, Transformers, GoBots. Uh, the X-Men that everyone loves, Street Sharks, which we already covered, uh, Mighty Max, Captain Planet, which we already covered, Ultra Force, and he's still working to this day. He's got projects uh, that have yet to be, uh, you know, come to fruition. He, he has lots of anti-Semitic projects on the, in the works. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What will the heathens like to watch animated now? <laughs> um like, oh, how about the Hitler, the animated series? What do you think of that? Mm. Uh, he did well, you know, he did produce some stuff specifically for German television in the mid 2000s. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, the, the, the funny thing is, uh, I mean, but when I was looking him up, like looking into him, I started looking into him because, you know, as we'll get to, like, there's a character who's a very, like, uh, <laughs> un- very untactful, to say the least, Jewish stereotype, like a Yiddish stereotype. And uh, I, I was like, man, does this guy have like, is this like a thing he always does? So I just started tried looking up to see if there was any uh, anti-Semitism, actual anti-Semitism, <laughs> like uh, in his history aside from this. And I'm happy to report I didn't find any, so that's good. Uh, but his IMDb refers, excuse me, his, in his Wikipedia, his uh, he's referred to as Sir Douglas Allen Booth, third baronet. <laughs> that's his official royal title. Plus writer. And he is an he is an Anglo-American aristocratic screenwriter wow. and television producer. So you put some respect on Sir Douglas Allen Booth, third baronet, or he'll have the fourth or fifth baronet come <laughs> after you because he's, he's above those. Like, I, all right, since we're talking about this guy, did you read? I'm pretty sure he must have written his own IMDb because it is ridiculous. Uh, I'm just going to bring it up here real quick. Uh 
Yeah, hit, hit me, hit me with a piece of the booth. <laughs> the booth. Uh, give me a little booth, B. Okay, it's uh, okay. Douglas Booth, bio born in the shadow of the Hollywood sign. Well, <laughs> just down the block, into a pioneering Anglo-American television family. So that means nepo baby. Douglas Booth. Years later, graduated magna cum laude from Harvard University with a degree in American history and literature. Wondering... And he got all A's, too, I heard. (laughs) Harvard College, Yale, yes. Yeah, Harvard College, Uh, Yale, yes. Wondering how he could create some historic literature himself, as well as occasionally paying the rent, he quite naturally turned to giant robots, garden fairies and elves, talking dogs swashbuckling corsars, time-traveling teenagers, and... Oh, this just goes on and on. Uh, and his preferred... Wait, and talking dogs... Uh, and stereotypes. And superheroes and tights as his preferred co-conspirators in this ongoing endeavor. And uh, there's like three more paragraphs after that. But yes, it says mini-biography written by Douglas Booth. So uh, there you go. Mm. Um <laughs> you boothites straight from the baronet's mouth <laughs> yeah, exactly the, the commandant or uh the fear <laughs> but uh here's uh just some fun uh, trivia before you take over the cast uh and also i know why uh her name is mom that's the character you keep referring to who is the uh jewish stereotype uh when we get to her i'll explain why or sort of why she's that way but anyway this show was initially set to air on ESPN as part of a kids block they were planning on releasing, but whatever the the plans were scrapped and it got picked up by NBC for Saturday morning cartoons. And uh, originally, the show planned on having four athletes for all four major team sports: baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. But uh, basically, because of budget issues, they just cut it down to three. And they were like, hey, we could kill two birds with one stone with old Bo here. And so, obviously, Bo Jackson represents football and baseball. Um, so, uh, go ahead. Who are some of the... And Michael Jordan played some baseball oh, himself. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, and, hey, how about golf while we're at it? But I, when I was looking for images for the Obscuratron... I did notice that there is an episode where Michael Jordan is playing golf uh, in case anyone was uh, mm. anyone cared. Uh, but uh, so who are some of the thespians who uh, lent their voice to pro stars? All right. So there's a pretty big cast, but I'm really only going to go over the main people because there's like 30 people in this episode I see that. Yeah. for some reason, which is odd because usually, you know, you would have you know, one of these people that are just doing voices, they're only credited as voice. Usually they would be doing multiple voices and that's how you uh, save some of that sweet, sweet money. Um, Our good friend though, I did notice Charlie Adler is back Mm -hmm. from Uh, he's like, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in like almost every cartoon we've covered. (laughs) Uh, I, the only other one of these, like, uh, people who don't get a named character that I do want to cover is Marv Albert being in there as himself. Did he, like, uh, bite some guy or something? I I was trying to remember what the controversy was. I thought he got caught, like, um, with a prostitute. Mm, That might be it. I think uh, we really should have looked this up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, sexual assault. The woman accused Albert of throwing her onto a bed, biting her. Good memory. You're the fanatic. That's me. Uh, Biting her, then forcing her to perform. Well, this is just kidding. Uh, (laughs) 
It's not good. Well, it's not let's good. Let's just say uh, Marv Albert and Vince McMahon are good, good friends. <laughs> yes, they are. And uh, let's just say that the DNA testing linked Albert to the genetic material taken from the bite marks. <laughs> oh, damn. It's messed up. All right. Uh, carry yeah. on. That's what in the medical and NBA profession is called a slam dunk <laughs> or in the criminal profession. Zing. <laughs> Uh, not, 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 I should have made light of that. Uh, glad he got 30 caught. years fuck ago. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, Vince McMahon. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving right along though to the main cast, we've got Diana. Uh, she lost her. Diana Barrows here. She plays the niece. She's kind of the assistant mm -hmm. to the mom character. Um, she's done a bunch of cartoons. Um, and some live action stuff, but again, nothing where she's like the star. Right. Um, <clears throat> we've got Susan Silo play who plays mom. Um, she's done a bunch of cartoons and, uh, looks like she's still working. She had, she's been in the curious George series, which is still going on. Nickelodeon all-stars brawl Two, which is like a smash brothers mm -hmm. clone with Nickelodeon characters. Um, the last of us. So she does a lot of video game stuff. Um, a lot of animated stuff still. So, uh, she's working hard, much like, uh, the third baronet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> then we've got Dorian Harewood. He plays uh, the voice of Michael Jordan. Uh, this guy, I definitely recognize, and I think most people would. He's been in a lot of stuff, a lot of live action stuff. Um, I, I didn't know his name until today because he's, again, never like the headlining guy. He's played a cop a bunch of mm -hmm. times. Uh, he's still acting, uh, but I, I like him. He's a good actor. Uh, I, I think the thing I most recently saw him on actually is Seventh Heaven. <laughs> You've been watching. Uh, yep, it was in ten episodes. Are of we Seventh supposed Heaven. to cover Seventh Heaven for some reason? Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched an episode in like six or seven mm -hmm. months. But uh, dude, there's nothing like I kind of just forgot about it. But there's nothing like having a gummy and watching Seventh <laughs> Heaven, man. It is hilarious. <laughs> or even sober. I'll take your it's, word for it's it. Ridiculous. All right, moving right along. Uh, last, but oh. Excuse me. Second to last, we've got Townsend Coleman, mm -hmm. uh, who plays the voice of uh, Wayne Gretzky. He's also in Nickelodeon All Stars All Star Brawl too. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff though. Uh, he's been in The Tick, um, a bunch of animated stuff, uh, video games, blah blah blah. He's one of the Ninja uh, Turtles too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I can't remember which one. Um, uh, yeah, looks like he. Did a few Michelangelo, on the Ninja Rat Turtles. King, and for some reason it has him down with for, as the Shredder. I know that's not right though, um, but mm. uh, yeah, there you go. Alrighty, uh, moving right along to our last actor, uh, we have Dave Fenoy. He is playing the voice of uh, Bo Jackson. Uh, again, like a lot of these people. Tons of video games, tons of uh, animated stuff. Um, but my favorite video game that he's been in, Steve, is Star Trek Online. Oh, wow. That's right. Even here in the depths of Pro Stars, <laughs> there, there's technically two Star Trek connections, but Charlie Adler comes up too often mm -hmm. to uh, keep coming back to him. But that is our one and only new Star Trek connection. All right. For this here week. we go. Ah! Oh, no. We've just entered another... Star Trek Connection! Ah! Here we go. 
Uh, so is that it for the cast then? That is it for the cast. You know, I always leave the uh, the best for last being the uh, Star Trek connections. Of course, of course. All right, so we'll just uh, dive into season one, episode one of Pro Stars here. Uh, the Slugger returns. Uh, I guess there was clearly like a prequel movie in which the Slugger originally left, but uh, but you'll see it. It all. Ma- this is not the first time the Slugger has abandoned his his son. <laughs> is what I. Gathered. Hey, you know those uh those pro athletes uh they're gonna. They're gonna, they got a they're gonna sleep around a little, you know. I mean, they're they're yeah, at the top yeah, of their game. Yeah. They're gods. Let's just let's just say what it, they are. They're gods. They're always looking for the next end zone to oh. uh, dive into, if you know what I mean, Steve. The the next uh, home plate to grace with their back. Next, uh, the the next boom shakalaka. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ne- the next goal to stick their puck into. <laughs> right. Or to plant their golf flag in? Does that work? Uh, oh, no. okay. All right. Well, anyway. I don't know. I don't... <laughs> well, neither does this show. So here we go. For their next hole in one night's... You know what? <laughs> the... Never mind. That's good. Uh, so here we go. The opening theme begins, and uh, it sounds like a... Uh... <laughs> A terrible, like it's trying to be like a stadium anthem, uh, kind of like uh, "We Will Rock You" from Wish. Um, yes, that's exactly what I. It's basically like the royal tree, royalty free version of "We Will Queens, We Will Rock You." Like they changed it just enough. And if you look on uh, the Wikipedia and IMDb, it uh, it confirms that. Like I wrote that down before, like I I did the research, and yeah, that's exactly what they were going for, and. Um, Basically, the opening shot here is of a real crowd and, like, the most 90s, like, Pro Star logo um, you could think of. And then there's live sports footage. Uh, do you think it's wise to start your cartoon off with, like, live action footage? I mean... Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the uh, sort of the, the semi-motto of Pro Stars where it's, Pro Stars, it's all about helping the kids. And that's basically how they end the uh, the opening theme. Like, it's basically a highlight reel. The opening is a highlight reel uh, because it's all live action of, obviously, Bo Jackson, Wayne Gretzky, um, and Jordan. And then there's a little bit of animation thrown in there. So the show begins, and then we see even more <laughs> live footage of our heroes and uh, I noticed that the soundtrack was very sort of a uh, jazz fusiony, '90s jazz fusion, which I appreciated. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what uh, you know eight-year-olds are going to think about it back in the '90s, but uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, the soundtrack was surprisingly better than I expected, <laughs> and they didn't reuse like the same single song over and over and over mm-hmm. again. So, uh, g- gotta give them credit for that. Yeah, that's probably like the one plus here. Uh, so basically, um, as Yehel said earlier kids they send in video questions and uh i don't how do you think they pulled this off like do you think there was just like a camera inside of a thing at a theme park and someone was like hey kids come over here if you've got a question for wayne gretzky or or jordan or whoever just uh come over here because everyone looked like tired and like they had to be coached to like ask the question i don't know what do you think I suspect that they uh, told the kids what to ask, mm. and they had already filmed 
the uh, answers to the questions. Mm -hmm. That's how I would do it because, I mean, I've been around children. You can't count on them to, like, ask anything insightful or interesting, you know? I mean, you might interview, like, 100 kids and walk away, you know, with nothing. Uh, speaking of kids, um, I've been uh, directing my son or uh, in his own YouTube videos now. Now, I, I assume that most of the people who listen to Obscurity now are, like, you know, childless cat people. <laughs> But if you're not like me, exactly. But if you're not, if you have kids, uh, you should definitely check out uh, Blade Plays, uh, my son's YouTube channel. First video actually did pretty pretty good. But uh, oh, good. Maybe, maybe maybe we can maybe we should uh, sponsor him, but put an ad on his channel. Yeah, I, it might come to that. It might come to that. So uh, so yeah, like I would say, the kids and the pro stars themselves, it's all a poor like low energy, poorly acted Q&A all around. Um, and not mm -hmm. something that got me hyped for the cartoon at all. Um, so anyway, the cartoon begins and we get a close-up of a VHS tape inserted into a VCR, which I found highly arousing, highly arousing. <laughs> well, I got to be honest with you. I was almost there. <laughs> almost You were just like, Phys physical no, media. Actually, you know, I... I have one of my videos on my channel starts off like that with, with just like a videotape going into uh, like a VHS player. If you want me to send you a clip, Steve, for your spank bank. Wait, let me one know. of your new videos or one of the? Uh, no, my Nick Arcade videos. Oh, starts I off. think I remember that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I could watch that all day in slow motion with jazz fusion playing in the background. <laughs> all right, here we go. The, pre, the three pro stars are gathered around in this massive, like, uh, it's like a warehouse slash lab combination. Very kind of 90s, uh, you know, lair. It's, it looked like something the roundhouse would be dancing around in. Mm, sure, um, I can see that. And uh, there's a huge TV, you know, just like what Bruce Wayne had in the 89 Batman movie. And... Uh, once again, we get we get a kid appearing on the monitor. He's animated this time, and he asks the pro stars to help him uh, find his dad. He says his uh, dad said something about Cleats Robinson, and then he disappeared and never came back. Um, and uh, his lover Cleats Robinson. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's really weird. Um, but then there's also an important part where he says he was telling his dad something. Then his dad left and said something about Cleats Robinson, and then he was never seen again. Um, and uh, then we get one of many uh, Bo Knows lines here, where Bo Jackson then says, Bo Knows baseball history, and Cleats Robinson has been dead for years. Uh, and then Jordan says, there's only one thing to do. And they all yell, it's game time. And give each other, like, I think it's the wrist high five. Would you call it a wrist high five? Yeah, it's like a... They're all like... Oh, man. The, yeah, it's like a forearm to forearm kind mm. of... I, it's something that's going to that's gonna hurt. It's going to break your somebody's forearm here <laughs> one of these days. <laughs> Let's see. I think if anyone's at risk, it would probably be Jordan. Although, I was always confused about Wayne Gretzky. Because you'd think to be a hockey player, you'd need to be you know, pretty, pretty jacked, but he always just looked so skinny. But it's a lot of legs, right? I, I, yeah, I would think. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. But, uh, but yeah, I think 
No, no, I'll, I'll try to find some shirtless pictures of Wayne Gretzky and let you know. Okay, just make sure there's. Let me just open an incognito. Just make tab. sure there's a jazz fusion playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so they, yeah, they yell it's game time, and then uh, they yeah, wrist five each other, and then uh, we basically get a cut to or a transition, and they are still in the warehouse, and two characters have appeared out of nowhere. And uh, those characters are um, uh, Denise, uh, the younger apprentice of um, of Mom, who is the Jewish stereotype gadget person. He's she's basically their uh, a Q, you know, like Q from James Bond, or in our case, James Bond Jr. Yeah, uh, yeah she makes them all their gadgets and stuff. And for some reason, she's uh, super Yiddish or Jewish, however you want to say it. And yeah, yeah, they have her saying like a lot of like Yiddish phrases they've got like the stereotypical like jewish accent you would hear a lot in the 90s um and uh which i I mean that stuff's like not great but i think what really what really ties the racism all together uh and really kind of puts it into like the uh, this is kind of not good territory for me at least is they gave her like a hook nose like a big hook nose yeah uh, which is right. which has traditionally been used in you know to make fun of Jewish people like in drawings and that kind of stuff. Sure, so, sure. You know, I don't necessarily think that that's what they meant to do, but that's kind of how it comes off. I, I think even then I would have been like, "Ooh." All right. Well, I think I found the answer. I mean, now your your theory about uh, about Douglas here being a racist that could be true, uh, but according to the wiki. Um, the person doing the voice of mom was originally supposed to be Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Do you remember her? Like Dr. Ruth, the sex yes. lady? <laughs> <laughs> the sex yes. therapist or whatever? And that's the thing. They they decided that, you know, since she's most... She doesn't look like that. I'm just telling you what I read, man. She said, But since she's most famous for uh, as being a sex therapist, uh, it would have created too much controversy for a Saturday morning cartoon and so the character was then altered to be a more generic character. So, so I mean, I, I, I'm looking at some pictures of her. I mean, she doesn't really look like that. I'm like, I was trying to remember. Maybe she had a large nose, and I don't remember. But uh, nope. Uh, no, I mean, not. I'm saying they don't look the same. But you know, they kind of have. Oh, like they even redesigned the character. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. They have similar sort like, of accents kind of uh but yeah there you go they just sort of the 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 voice is similar but dr ruth didn't speak in a bunch of like just stereotypical yiddish parables no 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 but she i remember she (laughs) did have some kind of an accent i don't know if it was yiddish or not but uh but whatever suppose yeah i mean she is jewish i mean and the thing about wow so steve the thing that to me makes this extra strange mm-hmm. is that i don't know if you know but dr ruth she's a holocaust survivor yeah she was in the holocaust yeah yeah, yeah. so like oh <laughs> man like that makes it like extra strange but why would you even think about casting a sex therapist as the voice of uh of your q character anyway hey man maybe she had the best audition <laughs> You can't argue with that. You can't argue. And, you know, if anyone knows about gadgets and creative ways to use them. Be Dr. Eh? Ruth. Eh? Yeah, there. I mean, but hey, hey, eight-year-olds, don't you love Dr. Ruth Westheimer? They're just like, who? All right. (laughs) Moving along here. So Denise, her younger, more attractive apprentice, demonstrates some of the gear. 
including a, a wristband that turns into a hockey stick and a boomerang puck. Um, oh, and, and I'm, I meant to add that this is a, this whole, I guess, script or episode is just a, uh, an exercise in just the laziest writing. I mean, because we never mm-hmm. got introduced to Denise or mom in any way. They just magically showed up. They didn't even walk through a door. They just, they cut to them being there. And uh, we just have to accept that, uh, I don't know, they're just part of the team or whatever. Uh, I mean, I had to look up the name of mom to find out that that was her name because they never even used it, I don't think. Uh, But anyway, so she's... Uh, I mean, they call call her, they they do call her mom a few times. Well, yeah, later on, I mean, just in the opening scene when we're first introduced. Oh, you mean... Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, later on, they definitely say mom for sure. But anyway, um, so mom grabs a bat that shoots baseballs at everyone. Oh, the, like another when they try these attempts at humor, it's just the the height. Of, I just wrote, kept writing lame over and over again. Um, I guess it's just supposed to be, you know, slapsticky. You know, mom grabs the bat that shoots baseballs at everyone. And they're all like, oh, mom, oh, what are you doing? And uh, then there's also a bat that has a lightsaber in it, which I actually thought was kind of cool. And then, but then later it's used like just as like a flashlight. Basically. Oh, of course, so, nobody's gonna get actually stabbed with that lightsaber. Even though, well, I'm just saying they called it like a laser thing, but it ends up just like being like a flashlight. It was right. And then there's inflatable basketballs that lift mom into the air, and she goes, "Meet me on the roof." Uh, anything to add about that scene? Uh, no. No, I mean, I, I will say that at this point, I knew I was not in for a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah. The uh, same here. I was like... Uh... I, I thought at the very, very beginning of the episode where it starts off with the um, live action clips mm. of like games and stuff and like Wayne and Bo talking a little bit. There's a lot of like really like very hyper 90s yes. kind of like aesthetic editing. And I'm like, oh, this might be like fun for the nostalgia sure. factor. Uh, no, yeah, no. if they would have been self-aware like a biker mice from Mars, that would have probably helped a lot. But unfortunately, they're not, uh, as you're about to see. So cut to they're now on the roof outside. The pro stars are now in a typical um, sort of toyetic or toy-like looking jet. Uh, and then they take off and we get Michael Jordan here saying, huh, I was born to fly, because he's the one piloting the jet. Do you get it, you hell? Do you get it? I get it, I get it. <laughs> he he jumps real far. Right, and then um, real they arrive at the Museum of American Sports, where uh, Jimmy, that was the boy on the screen earlier, he said that's where his dad worked. That's where he disappeared, basically. Uh, we get another sad attempt at humor, where Wayne Gretzky uh, acts like the flight attendant over an intercom, and he's like, oh, take your train tables in the upright position, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, man, is who who would think that this is funny, you hell? Who? I don't know. Um, Douglas? <laughs> Douglas Booth? I, 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 I guess this is the kind of humor they do at the Queen's Court, Stephen. <laughs> The kind of highbrow comedy only the third baronet can bring you. Even the first and second baronet won't give you, won't give this the to queen, you. The queen, she's all, Eve, put your trade tables in the upright position. Oh, I've always wanted to do that. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I, I see it. I see it. 
Uh, so it's weird. Jimmy is just sitting there on the steps of the museum by himself. And now that brings to mind, how long has he been there? Like, he lost his dad and nobody ever came to help him? I don't know. I guess he doesn't have a mom or she's out of the picture. She's tired of her dad sh- of the dad's shit. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I, I, it's not the sluggerette return, Steve. It's the slugger <laughs> returns. <laughs> and they don't just call him the slugger because he's good at hitting baseballs. You know what I'm saying? That's right. He loves slugs. <laughs> oh, he loves hitting her? Is that what you're saying? Oh, ooh, I guess he could take it that way. Um, let's, let's see. Oh, I guess maybe that's how she took All it. All will be revealed in the uh, highly crafted script of the slugger returns. Okay. Yeah. Steve, I, I think the stream is like uh, buffering quite a bit. Um, like, like you're fine on Skype. The bit rate's definitely bad, like the frame rate. Well, I mean, I don't know. What do you want? It? Should we restart? What, what yeah. do you want to do? Nah, let, we might as well continue and just, you can always re-upload it, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. It'll, uh, I'm, the recording will turn out fine. I don't know. Yeah, yeah let's just yeah. keep going. We're all, I don't want to relive it. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> no one is here anyway. So they're all watching the Super Bowl pregame show, I assume. Uh, they're all watching Pro Stars, I assume. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Jimmy's sitting there. He says he thinks his dad left because he told him that he quit Little League Baseball. And I love in the world of the Pro Stars that that, that is the most devastating thing that a boy can tell <laughs> his father is um i could just see the um the conversation now it's like dad i want to i want to talk to you about something it's like oh did uh did one of your teachers like touch you because if they did that's okay no no i'm i'm quitting little league what you're quitting little league and then he just storms off and he's never seen again that's the <laughs> headcanon i have going on here um so jimmy t- nice. tells us that slugger hanks uh, was his uh, aforementioned dad, and uh, he's a great baseball player. Jordan says that they are on the case, and uh, on a monitor we see a mad scientist looking, a mad scientist type looking guy watching Jimmy and the pro stars enter the museum. This is Clockwork De Laurent, even though later he's referred to. Uh, I think by Wayne, I have it written in my notes as uh, Clockwork Orange, which is a weird thing to reference in a, a kid's cartoon. Yeah, it is. Not exactly like the kind of thing you want kids to go look up. But, you know, it's 1991. I mean, and what are they going to do? Get on the Internet and like find Clockwork Orange movie and download it? <laughs> Watch it on the real player. <laughs> I mean, I could tell that uh, um, Douglas Booth here is probably a big time uh, Clockwork Orange fan uh, because of the treatment of women in it. Anyway, <laughs> he's uh, he's mad that the pro stars are there, but he doesn't care because he's insane. Of course, he's all monologuing this to like no one, which is the one thing I hate. Naturally, I hate yeah, most as you do about like badly written like kids cartoons is the monologuing. Uh, he monologues, uh, or he tells us that once his electronic wave generators are activated, he'll have control of all the exhibits in the museum and will be ready for the next phase of his plan. So behind him is a statue of, of Cleats, um, Jimmy's dad, who um, is completely inanimate, uh, and he needs Jimmy's He needs Jimmy as part of his plan to capture the commissioner of baseball. 
Man, already this is the most convoluted plan ever, don't you think? Yeah, it, it's pretty weird. And the thing is, like, this guy, uh, Clockwork Orange, he's developed, like, this technology to turn inanimate objects into robots he can control instantly. Mm -hmm. So, like, what do you even need the commissioner for? Yeah. Oh, tell me about it. It's it's so convoluted. Again, <clears throat> I mean, Mr. Booth must... Like, like, like it, it, well, we'll find out that, like, it's like he wants, uh, you know, money. Mm -hmm. You know, from the... He's holding... He wants to hold him hostage for money, but it's like... Dude, you can, like, get money out of a bank so easily. You can turn the vault into a robot that will bring you the money. But the ultimate motivation for clockwork here is revenge because he oh, that's right. never got to play center field when he was a boy. That's uh, right. Which we're that's... about to see. But, hey, all right. So the pro stars explore the museum. Clockwork, he gets over an intercom, tells them all to hand over Jimmy. And big surprise, the pro stars say no. Then Clockwork activates the exhibits. They somehow come to life. Oh, they explain later why they come to life. Um, they form like this weird uh, humanoid collection of like pads and stuff, uh, basically for Bo Jackson to go up against. Um, one of the statues comes to life and tries to take Jimmy, but Wayne stops him with the boomerang puck. Ooh, we get some a few setups and payoffs all throughout this episode. Oh, by the way, uh, update on shirtless Wayne Gretzky and his body. Um, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> breaking news. I want to know. So um, in shape, but not really buff, not even like his legs. His legs surprisingly skinny. But one of the first pictures that came up when I searched Wayne Gretzky shirtless is a picture of him walking naked in uh, what appears to be a hockey locker room and his bits and body is covered only by soap suds. <laughs> uh, oh, man. And he's just walking around, smiling, <laughs> talking about how he's just here to help kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he uh, he did one of those Q&As like that in one of the later episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, you know, in good shape, obviously, like not certainly not in bad shape, but yeah, not, not jacked at all. Right. Not in my opinion. So uh, let's see. Jordan says the wave generators are obviously designed to turn inanimate objects into remote-controlled robots. Now, at this point, I'd like to ask you, Yehel, can you differentiate the pro stars from one another? Because we all know with the Ninja Turtles, Leonardo's the leader, Michelangelo's party dude, Donatello's science, and Raphael, either he's angry or he's sarcastic, depending on what you're watching. Who are the pro stars in this no, they, they they all kind of have the same personality for the most part. Um, yeah, they, they, there's not really like a lot of discernible difference. They all tell bad jokes. Mm -hmm. uh, they're all competent uh, at fighting or whatever. Right. So, yeah, by the way, I do want to say hello to JT Vega, who's in the chat. He just said pro stars. <laughs> Welcome, JT. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say they maybe sort of are right, obviously – Wayne Gretzky is the um, comic relief, um, but I guess um, yeah. I mean, it's not funny, but they were trying. He's like Shaggy, basically. He always wants to eat. Yeah, but everybody makes jokes and puns. I mean. Right, right, right. And the the other guys, but it, it's a toss up between Michael and Bo because I think they wanted to make Michael Jordan the leader, but then Bo knows everything, so they both end up knowing everything. So. Yeah, there's which is I guess Michael Jordan would have arguably been the biggest name of the three. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but Bo Jackson was, you know, in America at least, like pretty big name too. Sure. Um, and what's Gretzky? Obviously, a huge name, but hockey wasn't as popular then as it is now in America. Right. So he, but by default, would be number three. But I, I think it's weird that they wanted to make Jordan the leader because Wayne Gretzky and Bo Jackson are there all 13 episodes doing in-person segments right. and Michael Jordan only did five. So it's like, you know, if you're, why not have your leader be one of the guys that's there? And frankly, I mean, Michael Jordan, like, you know, he's pretty charismatic himself. He knows how to deal with people, but Bo Jackson, I think is the most charismatic mm. out of the three. I agree. I agree. But I mean, clearly this, I mean, as we're going to see, this whole thing is just a cash grab, so I don't think they put a lot of thought into it. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, Wayne asks if the guys are hungry, so then they go to a snack bar. They call Mom and Denise and tell them about uh, Clockwork De Laurent, and then Mom sends Denise to warn the commissioner uh, about uh, the fact that he's, Clockwork is basically after him. Uh, and then we get another. I wrote down all of Bo's like crappy little Bo nose lines, and this one we get a Bo nose bad breath. Uh, I, we'll, we'll just say it's completely. Yeah, that, that that was possibly the worst mm -hmm. one. So Clockwork sends the world's biggest basketball after the pro stars. Um, Jordan, it comes after Jordan and Bo, and they kick. Yeah, like, like Temple of Doom style kind of. Yes, yes, and uh, but using their very powerful uh, calves and calves and uh thighs you know never skip leg day jordan and Bo, they kick the ball out of, not only do they kick it out of the window of the museum it goes into a nearby basketball hoop because they're just that damn good the hell they're just that's right that's right <laughs> and uh then wayne realizes jimmy is gone uh then we cut to a uh, clockwork he then sends a bear after uh uh, the pro stars and uh, basically they do the old uh, Ooh, don't look behind you Wayne because there's a bear there for some reason I guess in the uh, Museum of American Sports they consider hunting a sport so they had stuffed bears there um, I mean you have to yeah I, I guess yeah. so um, and uh, for some reason oh here all right, Bo goes after the bear, and Bo says, Bo knows wrestling. And it's funny, the autocorrect here on my notes, it said, Bo knows wrestling with gaming. Are you guys friends? Are you and Bo friends behind my back? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not at liberty to, uh, to this. Okay, he made you sign an NDA. I got it. Bo, Bo knows NDAs. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he does. Uh, so at this point, Clockwork has captured Jimmy, and we get more monologuing from Clockwork here. He says, organized baseball will bankrupt itself, paying um, the commissioner's ransom, and revenge will be his. Clockwork then says, when he was a kid, no one ever let him play center field, so now revenge will be his. Like, wow, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of The Tick, and, uh, you know, they've had some pretty wacky uh, reasons for a lot of their villains. But, like, this is just ridiculous. What say you? Yeah, no, I agree. It's absolutely uh, ridiculous. But, you know, I mean, it's just like not a good premise for a show to begin no. with. So I, I I, don't know how with this as your premise, you're going to make it good. I guess you could have made it good with actual funny dialogue, perhaps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and, you know, still keep your ridiculous premise. But, yeah, pretty, pretty silly. Uh, not in a good way. No. Yeah, they should have gone over the top biker mice from mars with it but whatever 
So uh, Jimmy finds his dad uh, tied up. Uh, Clockwork tells Cleats, that's Jimmy's dad, to go meet the commissioner or the kid gets it. So Clockwork just threatened the life of a child. I just want everyone to know this is getting... Already, he's my favorite character. So. <laughs> so now we're outside at the museum. There's a huge uh, crowd of, and there's reporters. Uh, we see the commissioner and Denise, she tries very unsuccessfully to warn uh, the commissioner as he greets uh, Cleats. Uh, Clockwork then activates a massive baseball statue that was outside of the museum and he uses it to capture the commissioner and cleats um and oh and don't forget like uh when we had the baseball commissioner arrive and uh you know him and cleats shake hands we had it narrated by convicted sexual predator marv albert (laughs) he was the reporter yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah why again like the weird thing about this show is it's like how many eight-year-olds, like, I mean, I guess they're probably did around eight. Did you start caring about them? I, don't know. I mean, it, if you're into sports, if, you, if you're like, you know, like an eight to 10-year-old that's into sports, mm-hmm. and plenty were, sure. you know, I remember them at my school, losers. Um, <laughs> you should have been I'm watching Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you people? Uh, but, uh, you know, they would recognize certainly Marv Albert and other, you know, announcers, so... I, I kind of get it, but like, also, does it really add anything? Yeah, right. Exactly. That's. I mean, I, I only knew Marv Albert from his, uh, you know, sexual biting. Yeah, exactly. That's. But that was yeah. not till I, much later, and made fun of by Conan O'Brien on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Yeah, and I, I, we didn't talk about it because I mean, I had forgotten that he was also found like. That there was like a second accuser that said that like when he she went to like his hotel room he was wearing panties and a garter. Oh, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. And then he did like an interview with Barbara Walters where he was like, "Oh, that woman that accused me, she asked me to bite her." Mm-hmm. Vince, Vince, I I did what you told me to say. Did it work? <laughs> <laughs> I know you did a bad job. Ah. All right. So uh, now we're back in the museum. And Wayne and Bo are in the belly of a shark. Um, and that was the weird thing about the um, the previous time that uh, Clockwork sent uh, some of his uh, things after the Pro Stars is that the scene, it just faded. It didn't even end. They were like in mid-fight, fighting with that bear. Do you remember that? Yeah. That, that yeah. was so it made zero sense. weird. Like, what a bad editing choice. So, yeah, uh, Wayne and Bo are in the belly of, I guess, what we can assume is a stuffed shark. They escape and help Jordan escape from the bear. And now we're back with uh, clockwork. He tells everyone outside via intercom that in order to get the commissioner back, it will be $100 million or the combined salaries of all the left-handed pitchers and the majors. Like, is that a is that a joke? I didn't get I. I didn't get that either. Um, yeah. Like, is he making a joke? Does he not know which is greater? But then the funny thing, uh, unintentionally funny, is that the commissioner, baseball commissioner, says, oh, that'll bankrupt uh, baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, $100 million will not bankrupt oh, baseball. Yeah, right. I mean, if a steroid <laughs> scandal isn't going to do it, then uh, I think they're going to be fine. So, uh, I mean, I, 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 I'm sure baseball could lose several hundred million dollars and be just Yeah, I don't know. You're right. So Jordan says he has a plan, 
Bo activates his vertical wall climbing shoes and he walks up uh, like the uh, the statue basically. Uh, then yeah, like 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 Batman from the sixties. Yeah, exactly. S- somehow, like I was thinking about the physics of this, Steve. Though, like, wouldn't your back like yeah go backwards? Like he's like walking perfectly, like perpendicular to it. it makes no sense. Bo but... knows <laughs> to avoid the laws of physics. You hell. Ah, that's what it is. <laughs> so Bo doesn't know gravity. Right there, you go. Jordan pilots the plane. Uh, the statue hits the plane um, with a massive bat. But Jordan floats gently down with the help of the previously established helium basketballs. See, you're all like, huh, helium basketballs, those are useless. Nope, here they found a reason to use them. Right, lots of Chekhov's guns. Yeah, exactly. Uh. So Jordan tells Bo to aim for the left wrist, wrist, and then they do a close-up of one of the wave-controlling devices. Um, he tries to shoot it with the bat gun that shoots baseballs, but the gun is jammed. But Bo Jackson is just so good. He takes out one of the balls and throws it at the wave generator and destroys it. Were you in as much awe as I was at this? It's a really triumph of the human spirit here. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, The hairs on the back of my neck. (laughs) We're standing up, Steve, and I saluted the American flag uh, as well. See, Bo, he don't need no gadget. Bo knows everything. Bo knows triumph of the human will. Um, <laughs> so uh, then we're, we're back in with clockwork, and he says he's losing control. Then the statue kind of falls over, but not all the way. And then Wayne and Jimmy are hanging on a ledge, and Jimmy's like, I'm falling, I'm falling. But Wayne's like, oh, no, you're not. You're fine. And then he falls, which I thought was actually kind of funny. And then yeah, and then Wayne very casually says, well, I guess he was right. <laughs> and then Wayne just uh, jumps in after him. Uh, and then Jordan helps them with the helium basketballs. So Bo uses uh, – there was a, uh, another thing that I forgot to mention is they have this grappling hook majigger. And he uses it to help Jordan down. And then Clockwork flies away on like a rocket bat or something. And then the statue falls to the ground. And then that is basically the end of the threat. Uh, There's a little bit more slugger thanks to Pro Stars. And uh, and I love it. In order to make all this right and to make it all worthwhile, Jimmy decides he wants to play Little League after all. Like, didn't that just, didn't that bring a tear to your eye? I mean, all is right wow. with the world now. That's right. Well, and, and I will say the dad did tell him, hey, I don't care if you don't play uh, Little League. Nothing will make me leave you. You're not that good anyway. <laughs> uh, and your dad had the same chat with you, right? When you were quitting sports. Yeah, I did play Little League, but I didn't even like it. when I was Oh, man, the one. All right. So I tried everything when I was like super young including t-ball it was the most boring thing i ever played uh yeah baseball is boring 100 yeah, boring to watch i don't know if i ever told you this but uh i got dragged out to a baseball game by an ex this is like in 2000 the rays uh yeah yeah, yeah. did i tell you about no. this so i got dragged out it's like in 2016 or something i like, this back when i was with stephanie you know her mm. anyway I told her I didn't want to go. I don't like baseball. They really wanted me to go with their parents and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, ah, fine. I fell asleep. Oh, I, you know, I pictured it going a lot different because 
The big excuse for baseball, or I guess baseball fans, is that, oh, it's good if you're drunk. And I saw it as you went there and got so drunk, you made an ass out of yourself. I'm going to go with that. Mm. I can tell. <laughs> all right. So uh, Jordan tells us that the pro stars are all about helping kids. And he looks right at the camera and everything. I don't know if they're trying to like uh, justify the existence of the show or something. It's like they're trying to tell uh, Tipper Gore that, uh, you know, they're not just here to sell sports merchandise. They're here, here to help the kids or something. I don't know. But right, they're really right. trying to drive that message home. Uh, and then we get more live action footage of kids asking questions to Bo Jackson and Wayne because Michael Jordan is just he's got more stuff to do than better stuff to do than to sit around and answer kids questions on pro stars. And that's the episode. Yeah. And I read that uh, Michael Jordan, when he does appear, he's usually only there for like a line or two uh, <laughs> on the episodes that he appears. So he like just came in and did the least. But we didn't really talk about the live action segment, Steve. Um, so th- there's like a mid break live action segment where uh, it, it, it's like they ask Wayne Gretzky if or they ask both, you know, Wayne and Bo if they ever quit anything. Right, I remember that. And <laughs> Wayne Gretzky forgot that he was filming a television show and thought he was at therapy for a second. He started talking about how he uh, almost how he wanted to quit hockey when he was 13, Mm -hmm. not because he didn't like playing hockey, but because of all the politics. Yeah, I heard all of the politics (laughs) involved in like hockey for like teenagers. And then he like. He looks like, and he's like very serious yeah, about it. I remember it. that. He's like very solemn. And then he like has this like long pause. <laughs> and then he goes, There were just some people that, there were just some people that I don't think should have been. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the coach's son was getting pushed, and they were making Wayne Gretzky, teenage Wayne Gretzky, ride the pine back then. So, yeah, I don't know what was going on, but, uh, then another thing that they asked them about later on at the end of the show is uh, how do they get ready for like a game mm-hmm. and uh, Wayne Gretzky or yeah, like, like how I can't remember if it was how or when do you start to get ready for a game? But Wayne Gretzky's answer was, uh, well, I started to get ready the day before and then they cut the That's his answer. Then they cut the bow who says, how do I get ready for a football game? I sleep. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that'd be my answer yeah <laughs> then they come well then they come back to when Gretzky goes uh I have a big breakfast and then I have a big lunch and then I sleep for two hours before the game <laughs> <laughs> and then they just talk about they both talk about the importance of like sleeping and being well rested before a game which like I know I get it that it's true but you'd think like they would have answered something more inspirational right uh and then they're asked about uh, who, what other athlete Bo and uh, Wayne Gretzky think should be the fourth, would make a good fourth pro star. Mm-hmm. Um, Bo Jackson takes forever to ans- come up with his answer. It's Nolan Ryan. Mm-hmm. He gives a good reason. He said because he outlasted you know all of the pitches of, of his era and was still great, like even at the end. So good answer, thoughtful answer. Wayne Gretzky's answer, do you remember? I don't. Andre Agassi. <laughs> The tennis. the tennis player. And 
And, and it's not like funny that it's tennis. It's funny because then Wing starts looking around at like presumably a director and production people there. And he's like, huh? Surprised you all with that one. <laughs> you weren't expecting that. And they go on. He says like a variation of that like three or four more times. And uh, that's how they end it. Wow. See, Wayne Gretzky is the cut up after all. He is the comic relief. Such a. And then Damn. Wayne, you know, got up and you could see that from his neck down, it was all suns. <laughs> he walked away. <laughs> wow, really weird for a kid's cartoon, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if uh, the version you saw had that. It's all <laughs> the suns. uncut version, yeah. A pro star is uh, after dark. Um, but uh, are you ready to render your verdict on pro stars? Let's do it. question. All right, uh, Pro Star Velasquez. Do you think that Pro Stars, the cartoon, should be remembered for all of human history or tossed in the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again? This was terrible. Uh, it's not well written. It's not funny. It's not interesting. Uh, I, I could actually watch more clips of Wayne and Bo being <laughs> awkwardly answering questions. Sure, sure. <laughs> I could actually watch more of that. Uh, but nah, man, this show sucks. And uh, I, I don't think it was intentional, but uh, it certainly seems a little racist uh, with that one character. Again, I, I don't really think it was intentional. Uh, I, I, they just kind of like, they leaned into it too much. Sure, sure, sure. Thankfully, they didn't do any other uh, stereotypes, at least this episode. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, they have a... Uh... Uh, shoot, Ka Kazakhstani uh, stereotype later on in episode 12. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, I uh, pretty much agree with you. This is obviously a cash grab. I would say this is almost or maybe on par with Bruno the Kid, which uh, I would say is probably the worst cartoon that we've reviewed. Um, yeah, not funny, cringy, bad, bad writing. Um Aside from the soundtrack, there's really not much else to say. However, I did enjoy uh, discussing it. Uh, I could see, I don't know, if you had like a bunch of weird friends over and um, decided to get drunk and want to watch something terrible, you could you could probably do with pro stars on, sure. on YouTube. But uh, other than that, yeah, this uh, definitely deserves to be obliterated. So it shall be. The heathens have spoken. You are all right i see we got a smoke monster in here he came in right at the end of the show good job <laughs> good to see you again though <laughs> <laughs> hey th well thanks for dropping in buddy Absolutely. appreciate it either mm -hmm. way um yeah by the way the finale ep the final mm -hmm. episode of the series is a clip show Ooh. I mean, I'm I'm just hoping that there's an episode where somebody gets hooked on drugs and the pro stars have to tell them not to do it. I mean, because that was there. The, there probably is something like it, but I'm not gonna read through all it's of like, these. Hey, Jimmy, you don't need steroids. And then Bo Jackson just like casually grabs it and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> and says, "Yes, you do. I need them." <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, so before we sign off here, uh, you want to any any Super Bowl predictions? 
I didn't even know it was playing until today. Uh, well, Taylor Swift versus that, somebody else. Yeah, I predict a certain uh, section of the population will be upset about Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, that's my big prediction for the Super Bowl. I was going to say, one of the reasons that I used to kind of watch the uh, Super Bowl was for uh, the commercials. Because, uh, you know, they would... But they're not even fun well, anymore. Well, I was going to say, there's no reason to, because they're all on um, all on the internet the next day. Like... Well, they, they, I mean, they've all, a lot of times they'll put them out before the Super Bowl. Like, I know the Paramount Plus Super Bowl commercial has been out for over a week. I remember the last Super Bowl, I think I actually uh, got excited for, man, it's so old, was when uh, Ang Lee's The Hulk, they were going to have a um, trailer for that in it. And I remember mm. seeing said trailer, and I was like, wow, that Hulk sure looks terrible. But, uh, but yeah. he looked better in the movie. Well, I, th- I think too the 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 thing about why I think Super Bowl commercials part of the reason why they're not as fun or it's not like as big part of the experience anymore is that as the quality production values have increased across the board uh, in TV and film and stuff like you know a lot of times in a Super Bowl commercial some company would go all out and spend you know a trillion a billion dollars on some crazy special effect sure. you've never seen before and you wouldn't put in a movie because it's too expensive to have in a whole movie, mm-hmm. but a 30 second spot, you know, you can have it be five seconds of it, you know, or something like unique or interesting. But like now when TV look like movies and, you know, so do commercials, like what is it, you know, eh, unless you have a particularly creative or funny one, which there usually aren't any, like it seems like the big crutch these days is just to stick a bunch of like celebrities from different fields into like one commercial. I was going to say that, or them. it's like, who, who can we dig up from the past who like no one's seen in a while? It's like, Oh, look at that. We got yeah. Tony Danza or. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you leave obscurity to us there. Commercial <laughs> makers. Um, but uh, yeah, well, I think that is pretty much our show. Uh, hopefully, if by the time you're listening to this, if the Super Bowl is over, then the Kansas City Chiefs will have won, thus proving that the conspiracy was true. <laughs> I can't believe- <laughs> you hate it so much, don't you? <laughs> yes. I'm sure you're looking forward to all this being over, um, but... Uh, yeah, speaking of things being over, um, I think that's our show. Make sure you subscribe and comment and share. Please help us fight that YouTube algorithm. Uh, any updates you want to uh, to tell to the world there, buddy? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm on the editing phase of my video. Actually, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to hit render on um, the opening intro that I've been uh, working on modeling and animating for uh, a couple of weeks here. Um, so yeah, I should have a new video out, uh, pretty soon. Uh, unfortunately for me, it looks like it's going to be a pretty long one unless I can trim some of it out in the edit, but nice, nice. Uh, and as I mentioned before, uh, if you've got kids, check out my son's YouTube channel, blaze plays. Uh, and other than that, uh, it, it, isn't he, isn't his name spelled like B L A Y. That's it. B-L-A-Y-D-E, and then plays with an exclamation point. There's actually another YouTube channel called and spelled the same way, Blade Plays. I couldn't believe it, but whatever. Um, All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us in the chat and for uh, 
listening to us, however you do, be it podcast or YouTube. And we will see you uh, next Sunday as we continue to unearth more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next time. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Obscurity Now. Now.